When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Avery and Taylor from Soul Season Podcast. You guys can say hi. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for having us. We're yes. so and excited. And that voice is Taylor. And then this is Avery. Hi, I'm Taylor too. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you guys so much for coming on. I'm so excited about this. I know. It's going to be so fun. We're going to be talking about, well, we found you guys from TikTok because of your Faithful 40 Challenge. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about life. And we want to hear about the Soul Society, too. And then we'll be also reading your worst date stories. And they're really good. So yes. <laughs> I'm excited. So let's start from the beginning. How did you two meet? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. My you first, tell it? Yeah. My first memory of Taylor, I remember it very distinctly. We were in, like, sixth grade theater mm-hmm. class. And... She invited me to, like, her, like, end-of-year school pool party, and mm-hmm. I had never talked to this girl once. <laughs> and I was like, okay, like, cool, like, all these people are going. That is so I nice. Like, I know. We were in the same class. So but sweet. And then I just remember going to her, her pool party, and then after that, we were just really good friends. That's so funny. I love That's that. I remember- How do you remember it? Okay, so Avery was in the cool kid group, and I was a new kid on the block. Like, I had just- <laughs> <laughs> Avery was the popular girl. And oh, I my was gosh. friends with Avery. <laughs> That's so, so funny. I remember, yes, because I moved there. Everybody was, like, friends since kindergarten, and I'm, like, the new kid. And so my family was so gracious and was like, yeah, let's, like, throw a pool party so you can make friends. And so, I, so I know. So I invited all these like cool girls to my pool party and Avery was one of them. <laughs> I love that. That is so cool. This was, we I always say it. like we've been friends since braces, but that really was like, I don't know, seventh grade, sixth grade, something like that. Mm-hmm. So you guys have obviously been friends forever, but why did you start, decide to start your podcast? I remember okay. it like Taylor had me on her Instagram live. And she mm-hmm. had this series called Testimony Tuesday. And mm-hmm. if you're if you're um, a Christian, testimony is like a very like buzzword, but it's basically telling your story. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I just remember hopping on there and telling my story of my faith, like I was diving into other things and exploring new cultures. And after it ended, we were like, okay, that we had like had a moment. Like that was really fun. And it just <laughs> flowed. And she was like, we should do this. And then that was always that's kind of where the idea was planted. I always say like I've I've been like I was like the party girl all growing up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I loved partying and I also was heavy into the party scene, but I really like whenever that's a big part of my testimony too is like I always say I'm like a recovering party girl. Um mm-hmm. but I still love to have fun and I love to host events and I had this vision of wanting to create like an events community 
back way before the podcast started, I actually was working with an events community um, for a little while, just like learning how to do it. Um, Mm -hmm. Just to connect women. I'm also an entrepreneur. And so just connecting people who are wanting to grow their businesses was my initial thought. Um, But as we kind of grew the podcast, I was like, it wouldn't be the same unless it had a faith-based component. And I wanted to mm-hmm. basically create a space for not just the listeners to listen the pod to the podcast, but us to kind of do life together. And um, so the community is like very much collaborated with the Soul Season podcast. Um, I call it the community, but the Soul Society, women's networking community is very intertwined mm-hmm. with the podcast um, just to kind of give people a space to connect and actually do life together. We do podcasts, um, but obviously we do um, 6 a.m. club, which is like a morning Bible study devotional. We also do events in person, virtual events. And that's where the Faithful 40 has been a really big part too. So if you want to share a little bit about Faithful 40. Yeah. So that's how you guys found us, isn't it? Yeah. So are you guys done with the faith? Has it been 40 days? Or no, you're right in the middle because then you start at the 8th. Yes, so I'm on day like 33. I'm so close. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like rocking along. Um, (laughs) So we did 75 hard last year, and Taylor's done it like three different times, and that's a Mm -hmm. mental toughness challenge. And Mm -hmm. after it, we felt like so exhausted. Like you look good, but you don't feel internally like good. Like your, I just felt like my soul was depleted a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so this time around, we're like, okay, the new year, like wait, maybe we should start our own challenge and kind of make it more like mind, body, soul oriented. And so mm-hmm. we just sat down like with a big whiteboard and we're like, what what should we incorporate? Like, what should we do? Mm-hmm. And so we came up with a, uh, a 10, a 40 day checklist challenge with 10 steps with a built-in mm-hmm. accountability group, which insert soul society here. <laughs> and it, <laughs> yeah. that's to help each other, like stay faithful to your daily habits and to your spiritual life because- there's a movement component. There's a kindness, like random act of kindness component. There's a lot of like introspective, quiet time components to journal. And basically the the gist of it is, is we want these habits to be implemented beyond just a challenge with them for them to become just daily habits. I didn't know that there was 10. Yeah. That's yeah. a lot. <laughs> there, it is a lot. And it's like every day I have to like remind myself, like, did I do that thing? So the first thing is to not snooze your alarm. Get your two feet on the floor, go walk to your alarm, and do not hit snooze. And drink water. You know, that kind of wakes up your insides, and then you make your bed and you get ready. So immediately you're like, I'm starting my day and I'm starting it strong. I'm a counselor and I have a lot of clients who struggle with depression and they're like, I just want to wake up feeling energized. After the morning routine, the first, I guess, checklist part is doing your gratitude. So ten writing out 10 things that you're grateful for. And that's also kind of where the community steps in. We'll send in our gratitude right into the group chat on our app. And that's a great way to hold ourselves accountable. Or if you spend that time in your journal, writing them out physically is always good too. And then Faithful Pages, which Faithful Pages is kind of a creative space for you and and your time with the Lord. So maybe that's, you know, journaling for however long that you need, or maybe it's in the Bible, or maybe it's a devotional or just any kind of personal development that you're into. Um, And using that time just to, before you even put your phone in your front of your face and look at a screen, like spending time in a book or doing some writing, something creative for your brain. That's so cool. I love that. I want to join. Yes. Oh my gosh. We would love to. Me too. It gets really deep in the morning. Really? I would love that. I'm not a morning person, but I hate when people say I'm not a morning person because I should just wake up. So I want to. I 
love myself when I wake up in the morning and like start my day. I'm like in love with myself. I'm like, okay, I did that. Like, cause I used to be the same way. Yep. 100%. Yeah. And I'm like, I think there's not enough time in the day. I'm like, if I just woke up earlier and when I do, I'm like, oh my gosh, what do I do with all this time? Step for? number four is pick and stick to a health and wellness routine. And so this could be, you know, as challenging or as easy as you want to make it. It could be something like take vitamin D3 every day or something on the extreme level is cut out artificial sugar, stick to a diet, but it's just picking and sticking to one thing that you know is going to help your health. Personal to like whatever fits your wellness needs. That was one thing I didn't like about, I mean, with 75 hard, it was just a little bit more intense when it comes to fitness and health. And this was more of a Mm -hmm. challenge with the intention of like whatever fits you and your needs. And then the 30 exercise a day. Um, that's been the hardest for me actually, which is so weird because wellness and fitness has always been a big part of my life, but just the season that I'm in is like heavy grind season. So it's just hard mm-hmm. for me to <laughs> make time for that. Five that's is four. four is random acts of kindness. I love this that's one. That's so cool. So what have you guys done for your random acts of kindness? I have a cool story. So I want to hear it. I had for Whole30, I was kind of lazy at the beginning and I just ordered like pre-made meals and I packed two in my car and then just ate one, like brought them into work and then just ate one. So I had one sitting in my car and I just gotten like hit, like my car had just gotten kind of like, um, love tapped in the back. And so I was like a little frazzled and then I was at a red light. And I saw this homeless man and he, you know, was walking down the median of the street. And I just like, without even like a thought, I just rolled down my window and I was like, are you hungry? Like, do you want food? And I gave him my extra meal. And he literally responded to me and was like, wow, God is real. Like, I just prayed for food. And no way. I know. I was like, what? Like. And I, it just was, like, not even a thought. Like, I just did it. So it really felt like the Holy Spirit, like, told me to do that. And, like, yeah, because I wasn't thinking. I was so, like, in my own, like, head about, you know, I just got in, like, a little car wreck. So I was, like, very kind of just, yeah. like, in my own head about things. So that was, like, a really cool act of kindness story for me. Honestly, like, random acts of kindness, like, you would think it'd be easier. But being at the end of your day, I'm like, oh, my gosh, did I do a random act of kindness? It just kind of makes you think, like, am I mm-hmm. – like am I being present maybe with the you know holding the door open for somebody or you know picking up somebody's coffee in the drive-thru line or whatever but I found different opportunities to kind of connect with friends that I hadn't connected with in a while I love that I love how ever like they are such a huge range but like it all fits in the same category six is stick to a budget or financial goal yeah this is hard <laughs> this one was hard yeah I completed it yesterday, so that's a win. Number seven is dedicate one hour to a God-sized dream. And one hour sounds like a lot, so we recommend kind of splitting it into 30-minute increments. Yeah. And this has been cool because it's one of the intro questions in the Soul Society app. And mm-hmm. hearing people's dreams is so cool because... It you kind of see like the puzzle pieces being put together because someone would be like, oh my gosh, I know someone who does this and can help you with that. Yeah, one of the things that we did at the beginning of the in January, we hosted a vision board party or a dream board party, and doing it in person was really cool too because like that was our question, not just in the community but also also at our events, and 
just seeing people being able to like voice their goals and dreams for the first time out loud was so cool. Like I remember one of the girls was super bashful about it at first, but like sharing that she wanted to be a health and wellness coach. And we were like, scream it louder. Like, that's incredible. Like, speak it out and just like hyping her up. And another girl sharing that she wanted to become an esthetician and quit her corporate job. And just like hearing people's dreams and everybody's so different, but we all have dreams of freedom and just being loved and like having abundance and just being mm-hmm. able to actually believe in each other's dreams is, is so powerful. So yeah, I love that one. That's probably my favorite thing to do every day is spend an hour <laughs> towards a god sized dream. Step number nine of Faithful 40s, don't touch your vice, break the habit. Hey, do you want to take number 10? Yeah, number 10 is the nighttime routine. So to set you up for a good morning, we have to also set ourselves up for a good nighttime routine, which this can be really hard if you are on your phone late hours of the night. But um, our nighttime schedule for Faithful 40 is writing out your next day schedule. So basically getting a game plan of what tomorrow is going to look like, Maybe that's looking um, at your planner or Google Calendar and like making sure you know what's going on the next day. And then writing out your to-do, your to-do list with that. And then setting out your water and your alarm clock the night before so that you are ready for a successful morning. Okay, I need to be implementing these in my life because this sounds like a very, very Yeah, because I think I had told you guys, we like, we called it the Hot Housewife 30, not... <laughs> That's fun of a name, but we're both married, so mm-hmm. and we have houses to take care of, and so we're like, mm-hmm. what can we do? We always feel behind, and mm-hmm. so we had some of the same things. But I love the Faithful Forty. I think that's so awesome. And if you guys want to start with us, I mean, I'm just getting started again, so you guys should definitely. Yeah. Oh, and everyone to listening too, right? Yeah. yeah, I'm saying you can start anytime. Like if you're listening to this right now, you can start today. You can start tomorrow. Like whenever works for you. We just. Yeah, you're always welcome. And the way you can do that is just by finding us on social media. We have our community linked in our bio. So mm-hmm. you can join us and it's felt free. <laughs> yes, and we'll link it in our show notes mm-hmm. too. So, cool. oh, wait, let's okay. get in to, so you both said you have boyfriends, right? Yes. Okay. So before them or even with them, because I know a lot of people who with their boyfriends have had a terrible first date experience and like one of them (laughs) yeah (laughs) me but also someone wrote in and they got married they're like this was the worst date i ever went on we've been married for two years and have a baby oh yes i remember we did an episode like this with like worst worst dates yeah so do you guys have any terrible worst dates avery you go i want to hear them i definitely do so i lived in chicago in my early 20s and what do you do when you're in a new city i went on a dating app shamelessly and (laughs) yeah no so I was on a dating app. We and this guy like matched. We went to this nice place. And then across the river was Dick's Last Resort. Do you guys know what Dick's Last Resort that? is? Uh-uh. Okay. So their whole like MO is the waiters and waitresses are dicks. Like they're rude to you. Oh, okay. I've heard of this. Yes. And so he was like, do you want to go there and like get, you know, like a nightcap, like just a drink after? And I was like, okay, sure. Like the day was going pretty well. And we went and he and this bartender were like fighting unironically. And I was so uncomfortable because he was like actually getting into it with this woman and she wasn't like budging. And I was like, she was a woman bartender too. She was a woman bartender. (laughs) And I'm like, there's this random stranger just like beefing with this bartender. And I was like, I got to go home. (laughs) This is so uncomfortable. What did you do? I think I literally was just like, I don't know. I was like, do, 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 like. 
I mean, it was the nightcap. So thankfully, I was like, I'm going to go home. Like, I have work in the morning or what, you know, I came up with some excuse. But I just remember being like beat red and thinking to myself, like, I'm not going to see this guy ever again. It was so uncomfortable. Did he message you after? He's like, let's do it again. Oh, for sure. For sure. Oh, no. And then I remember so awkward. I remember seeing him at Lollapalooza, like, a couple months later and just like looking down like trying to avoid eye contact at all, <laughs> at all points possible did you ghost him or did you like were you like bro this is what you did i totally ghosted him i wish i, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't wish I did it, but i was just like i don't like no i didn't know how to handle it like, no. what was i supposed to text him like you are a dick bye like honestly <laughs> true every time someone writes something i'm like you should have just told them I'm like what i have absolutely not no, <laughs> yeah not. exactly plus i was young and dumb so yeah that yeah. definitely plays into it <laughs> <laughs> the first date actually i hope this still counts but yeah, my- it doesn't have to be Perfect. first just okay. any so this is it's more embarrassing for me <laughs> if i'm gonna be honest so <laughs> avery's like oh i can't wait for this um okay so i it was actually with my boyfriend grayson that i'm still with but this was the first we have a really crazy dating story, so that's for another day. But one of our, I would say it was probably within our first couple of months of dating. And I was having the worst gut issues, you guys. So, uh-huh. so embarrassing. I'm about to just like tell all, tell all of myself. But Do it. I, <laughs> I had recently been prescribed this like really intense laxative. Okay. And oh, no. I know this gets bad. It gets ugly. <laughs> so and I was not the kind of girl that was like that would comfortably poop in front of my boyfriend like this is not like oh yeah talked about mm-hmm. <laughs> I, we've definitely grown since then we talk about poop very comfortably but it's a hard it's a hard topic it's hard is. to break the ice <laughs> it really is it is so, and it's embarrassing especially if you're first dating like we were like kind mm-hmm. of stages so we went to college together And so we were going on a date on a picnic on a Sunday when campus was closed, like on Mm -hmm. campus or park. And we were bringing, I don't know, whatever food we had like picked up and we were going to go have it on campus. It's a cute little romantic picnic. And I all of a sudden like knew I was about to like poop my pants. And (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not even kidding. I'm like, I have to go. Like, and I'm sprinting to the nearest building. No, I know that feeling. Trust me. (laughs) It's not good. It's locked. (laughs) Sunday and campus is closed. And so I'm freaking out. And I'm like, we have to get in the car now. Like, now. And I'm like, our picnic is over. We're sprinting to the car, which parked pretty, pretty far away. And I'm like, Mm -hmm cheeks at this point like literally sprinting across campus and I'm so embarrassed like I'm like almost in tears and okay but did you tell him were you like I have to go yeah I have to knew I'm gonna, like poop my pants oh okay yeah. at that point I was okay yeah like he knows like this is about to be really bad like she's about to explode and <gasps> <laughs> and it was this stupid medicine that like was not good but anyways mm-hmm up getting in the car and he's like driving me to like the nearest gas station or mcdonald's or whatever we can find and i'm like we almost make it like i'm sprinting into this mcdonald's hitting <laughs> like i didn't make it like i did not make it i <laughs> it was so embarrassing and i had to get back in the car and he knew i didn't make it like you could tell <laughs> what were you wearing 
I don't, I think I was wearing jeans. Like it was not good. It was not. At least I would kind of hold it in. At least it wasn't like a skirt. (laughs) Totally. That's what I was thinking. I was so embarrassing. Like this is, this was like a medical thing, but still so embarrassing. (laughs) That's so, oh, obviously you're still together. Yeah. So it was a good sport about it. Yeah. He was, he, he could make it a joke and I was trying to like laugh even though I was quite embarrassed, but (laughs) he still loves me. And we always joke about that story now. So it's okay. Now the whole world knows. I said, have you guys ever shit in front of your husband's? Well, no, mm-hmm. right after my wedding day, I got married in Mexico and my wedding food must have been bad because everybody was violently ill and I was like peeing out of my butthole. And we were like, both of us were sick, laying on top of each other, taking turns, sprinting to the bathroom. And it was like an open bathroom where the toilet, it was so bad, but I was kind of happy because I had never pooped in front of him and I had so much anxiety. I'm like, when is it going to happen? Like, I, I don't want to fart in front of him. <laughs> now That's we're a so, great way to honestly, break the Yes, now we're so comfortable. <laughs> great. That's love. I literally actually, like, pooped right in front of him when I was having my baby. Oh. <laughs> he was standing right there, and I was pushing and pooped everywhere. So that was fun. But... I think that's normal, though. Yeah. Is it? I feel like to poop when you have a baby? Really? I didn't. Well, the, when I had Luca, I didn't poop. When I had Zara, I did. It's, like, pretty common now. They tell you to push like you're going to poop, so. So it's only natural <laughs> that it actually happens. Yeah. Well, it's good to know. Uh, okay, what about you, Avery? Do you have a terrible poop story with your boyfriend, or are you guys not there yet? <laughs> we're not there yet. Like, I'm trying to keep it as, like, sexy as possible. Doors are closed. <laughs> but <laughs> when uh, he's like, gone, oh, my gosh, he might hate me for saying this, but when he's gone for, like, an extended amount of time, I know what he's doing, and it's usually <laughs> that. Like, I feel like I could go run a marathon, and he'd still be in the bathroom. So <laughs> that's so sounds funny. like a typical guy. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. So, how long have you guys been dating? Like, both of you guys? I've been with him like almost nine months, so not even a year yet. So it's funny. We Grayson and I got back together after. Our story is crazy. We started dating in 2017 through college and through grad school we dated. And then Mm -hmm. we broke up right around COVID because we were living. COVID basically separated us as well as just like being at different journeys. Um, And then we got back together literally the same weekend. Avery started dating John. It was really weird. Like really got a boyfriend at the same time. Like it was so weird. That's so crazy. Are they friends? Yeah. Your boyfriend? Oh, that's the best. Ever. I love it is. that. You need love to it. tell them about your date in Arizona. <gasps> oh you guys, this is so my gosh! So we just went to Arizona. It was so fun. But when we went out, there was this like family intervention going on on the table behind us, and it was the most dramatic thing I have ever like ever experienced. We literally, me and my husband, did not say a single word to each other the entire dinner. Basically, it was these two sisters and they were so upset with their mom because they wanted more money. The $5,000 a month is not enough. We need just all this stuff. Anyway, the girl was like, if it wasn't for my relationship with Christ, I would be a bottle girl and I would be making so much money. And her mom is like, well, sweetie, like it was, it was so, so dramatic. Oh, it was juicy. Honestly, free entertainment. No. (laughs) Sounds like a soap opera. Literally, it was. Like, it was me and my husband did not talk the entire time. We're like, how is it? Is there any time for us to leave? Like, the lady came and brought us our bill, and we're like, can we stay? Like, dessert, please. (laughs) (laughs) Should we get into reading our stories? 
Okay, I can go first. <clears throat> okay. So this story says, a couple years ago, I went on a Tinder date, <laughs> in quotes, date. I just want... I just want to go watch a movie and have a dinner with this guy. First off, he happened to know a couple of people I was friends with um, because they went to school together, but he told me that he didn't know them, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> but when I got there, he made fun of pretty much everything, lol. He was judging my clothes, telling me my tattoos were boring and cliche, and I ate by myself while he just sat there. Afterwards, he goes on to tell me that he normally watches the TV on mute, but put the volume on for me. I was the weird one. Needless to say, I never talked to him again. What? <laughs> that that is like so a roasting rude. session. I would have just like sat there silently crying. That's so awful. These are cliche. <laughs> it's like thank yeah. you. They're on my body forever. I feel like it depends on the girl, like how this would all go down. Like, yeah. are you mm-hmm. old enough to defend yourself or are you going to be sad? Like, I don't know. I wonder how this girl. I also think it's really weird that he didn't act like he knew the people that they had in common. That, that's He'd weird. Be old yeah. to know them or something. I don't know. I know. I would want to be like, oh, good. We have something in common to talk about. Yeah. He's like, no, I don't know them. Okay. I'll read my next. Okay. So it says. I went on a date with someone who I had been friends with for a while. It was pretty awkward, but wasn't too bad since we had an existing friendship. After dinner, we went to bars to meet up with other friends. A little bit after we arrived, a fight broke out. My date tried to split it up, got punched in the face, and was knocked unconscious. When the ambulance was leaving, his best friend, who happened to be a woman wanted to ride along and they said no but told me to hop in since i was his date <laughs> i rode to the hospital with him and met his family dot 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 it was so awkward safe to say we did not have a second date would you get in the ambulance i think i would i would if they'd be like step oh. in i'd be like okay i don't know why but i'm going to I, I, I probably would like i'd like to say no i wouldn't and i would be like okay that's the end of it I would feel so Wait. bad, though. I know. I know, and you would also probably be worried. Like, if you have to get taken away in an ambulance, you'd be like, are they okay? I know. <gasps> oh, my god. That's gosh. just awkward all around. I want to know, like, more. Like, what happened after? Did he text you? Like, what happened? What yeah, did you so- say to his family? Like, I don't. how did you even know who his family was? Well, no, because the family came to the hospital. Oh, okay, okay. That makes no, sense. please, yeah. Whoever this was, write in and tell us your conversation with the family and... We need more detail. Yeah. We need part two. <laughs> yes, part please. Two. That's a crazy. Right. People actually sometimes do send them and it's the best thing ever. Oh, it's We're like best. more details and they're like, oh, I got oh, you. <laughs> My worst date. My freshman year of college, I kept seeing this guy in the library. He was cute and we would always exchange glances. After weeks of this, he finally asked me out. So cliche, I know. I was over the moon and spent hours getting ready. Well, he picks me up and we go to a Mexican restaurant. We sat across from each other and as we talked, he was biting at his nails. Weird, but whatever. He was probably nervous. I was too. He stopped but clearly pulled a fingernail off because it was hanging out of his mouth. When the chips and salsa came, he would take it out and then put it back in and continually chew on it. It was repulsive. I was icked out so bad. This went on till he went to the bathroom. When he came back, the fingernail was gone. We ate. He paid. But I just couldn't get myself to go on another date with him. Oh. Oh, my gosh. Like, I had to walk away. 
Awful. That actually makes me nauseous. I don't. I feel bad for him though, a little. Like I can understand being nervous, but like, mm, no. The visual of that submission is like stuck in my head right now. Yeah, I know. And like, man, fingernails are long. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully, it was not a thumbnail. (laughs) Can we do this every week? Oh my gosh, I have one more. Literally, please. Okay, I'll read mine. I had this girl that I was friends with, and after a couple years, I started really liking her as more than a friend. So I told her, and we agreed it was mutual. Well, on our first date, we went to a local restaurant in our small town. I told her to go ahead and try a dish. She was hesitant, but she did it. And right after she swallowed, she ran to the bathroom to throw up. About a week later, after a couple attempts to hang out with her, she ended up ghosting me. Oh. I feel so bad for her. Oh, that's embarrassing. Yeah. I feel bad for her. She probably was like, she probably like I yeah. know. We're like, a man? Terrible. Her? So sad. <laughs> <laughs> I said it's sweet that he was like continuing to reach out. Even after. No, yeah. that's true. No. I feel actually that would feel so bad if I were him. Mm-hmm. Like, you're like, oh, just try it. No, just do it. Taste it. Do it. Taste it. And then she does and she pukes. And you're like, ooh, okay. I know. It's short. Okay. It says, went on a date with a guy, had one too many beers, threw his receipt and credit card at the waiter, punched a light pole on the way out, and then bled all over my apartment. At the waitress, though, I would. I don't Mm-mm. know. No. Uh-uh. My question is, why did he go back to your apartment? Yeah. Like, I'd be like, that's what I thought. I'd be scared. Just the beers or <laughs> there has to be something else. Because okay. I matched with a guy on Bumble whose profile said he was 30. I was 26 at the time with no kids, etc. Showed up to the date to find out he's 40 with two kids and he's recently divorced like two weeks prior. Mm-mm. That's like a weird twist on catfishing. Yeah, Literally. I know. I would feel like obviously it's not her fault, but I would feel like scared. Yeah, because like, he's lying about that. What, what else? else is he lying about? A hundred percent. I'm curious if he told her or if she found out. Like, mm, that makes a big difference. Like, I know, but why would you lie? Like, let me like lie to you to get you on this date. Ooh, that gives me like. Mm-mm. And like recently Dad. divorced, like go to therapy, bro. <laughs> Don't go <laughs> this on a is date. Not the right time. <laughs> Well, two weeks? Like, that is fresh. Yeah. I feel like his intention was to hook up, but why would you tell her about your kids and your divorce? And Obviously, he was hurting, I guess. Well, the thing that I don't get is, like, 10 years was a lot to lie about. Like, that's a big... (laughs) That's kind of a big gap. (laughs) What, What age do you think? I feel like this is, like, not a hot take, but what do you think is too much of an age gap? 11 to like 15 years older than me plus i feel like mm-hmm. they're i mean it's a different generation you know what i mean mm-hmm. like that yeah. would be hard to connect or like i don't know that's just me though in my family we have big age gaps why really okay. so my mom and dad are seven years apart and okay. which isn't too bad but that's yeah. not that big my grandpa remarried and they have a 32 year gap Oh, okay, really? That's, yes. That's and at first it was really weird in our family because we were like, oh, she's just a sugar baby or something. But <laughs> love her. And she's that's amazing. Oh, that's awesome. It's, 
it's a really cool, I mean, it's so different, but also, I don't know. I feel like it works for people. And when you're that age, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah I feel like once <laughs> you've hit a certain age, it's not like it's like, it's, I feel like it's fine. Yeah. yeah. I think when you're dating, like dating apps though, I probably personally wouldn't do more than 10 years. Like, do you guys have any dating advice? It's really important to ask yourself, do I like him rather than does he like me? And like kind of imprint in your mind, like, okay, I'm value. Like I'm a high value woman. I have a lot to offer. I'm a catch. And so like the question that needs to be in your thoughts are like, do I like him? You know, I love that. Yeah. I've never thought of it that way. That is such a, like, I love that. Especially because if they, you're like, oh, they don't, I don't know if they like me. You kind of like want them to like you. Mm -hmm. And so that is, I love that. There is some dating advice that John actually shared on our podcast that I want to like put on here that I think about it all the time. John's my boyfriend, (laughs) just FYI. John Avery said this saying on our show and I'm just like, I think about it all the time and it's more so like not new dating. It's like dating and dealing with conflicts, Mm -hmm. Um, but caring more about understanding one another more than wanting to be understood. New dating advice. I loved what Avery just said is like making sure that you actually like that person. But before you even start dating, figuring out like what you actually do want deserve and just getting clear on your vision for the type of person that you not want to manifest but the type of person that you want to be with because that person out there and I think for a lot of my life like I just wanted to be loved and my I feel like I kind of not settled because like I think every guy that I've dated has taught me something and I don't regret any of them but I wasn't super clear on what I was looking for and mm-hmm. dating or maybe you are wanting to date or you're single I think it's so 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 important to just get super clear with yourself on what qualities like you will not settle for and these are the things that you deserve and want in a person and a partner we have a couple questions that we love to ask everyone that comes on our podcast yeah. but this is something we've talked about on our podcast mm-hmm. and this is going to be our question we ask every guest that stays do you or do you not pee in the shower Yes. I definitely do. <laughs> what about you, Taylor? Yes. I said yes before Avery did. Thank you guys. <laughs> no, so the reason we were talking about it is because I don't pee in the shower. Like, I literally, I hate it. I will not pee in the shower. Like, <laughs> it's like a weird thing for me. I just, like, can't do it. Like, and I'm like, oh, I always I just, do. like, I always do. And I'm like, no, no, that's weird. You don't do that. Everybody pees in the shower. Yeah, we put like, a poll on our I Instagram think it was and 70%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. Convenient. You guys are not You're alone. just cleaner than us. <laughs> Actually, we're all clean because we're literally You're in, the shower. in the shower. You're getting clean. This is funny because you guys asked about peeing in the shower. Today, my dog peed in my shower. <laughs> really? That's so random. I know, it's so random, but I was washing him because I, I don't know if that's weird, but like I wash him when I'm in the shower and like I usually get off, get out and like dry him off and he was just sitting there like staring at me super weird and then I just like peeked my head over and I saw him peeing. <laughs> oh my gosh, add I, him to the number. I literally <laughs> I love it. I love it. At least he peed in the shower, not like I know. on the ground. I was like, "Oh, buddy, it's okay." Like I thought he was like <laughs> he th- thought he was gonna get in trouble. 
foot. Oh. Uh-huh. Ricky fun. takes after me. <laughs> Betty. What is the last book you read? Ooh. I just finished a book called How Do I Get Through to You? And Ooh. it's basically about like marriage counseling. And it, it's written by this therapist. And I did it for a book club because I'm in graduate school right now with mm-hmm. like, counselors. And so we all did it. And it was really insightful. And I want to give it to like every married person I've ever met. Before my husband and I got married, we did some kind of like premarital counseling. And one of the things was read a book about marriage every single year of your marriage. Ooh, that's great advice. <laughs> written in 2002, but my professor who like works with couples all the time says like all of this stuff is really prevalent in all of the couples I see. So I feel like it's mm-hmm. it's good stuff. Okay, Taylor, what's the last book you read? Okay, so mine is Boundaries. Um, have you guys heard of Boundaries, the book? We've just yeah. podcast actually. And okay. it is so good about when to say yes when to say no and I feel like it's great for relationship life and I realized that I struggle with boundaries and Mm -hmm. I felt like I could learn more about them it's funny too because like Grayson my boyfriend I told this on our show but he actually had this book on our bookshelf I never thought he'd read it or anything and I just picked it up one day and I was like I think I'm gonna read this one next and he was like oh good I've been waiting for you to grab that I bought that for you (laughs) It was like a sweet and subtle way of saying like you really need to work on boundaries, but like I love you and like here's this when you're ready. The last book I read is called The Glass Castle. Hmm. And it is actually so incredibly sad. It's like a it's based on a true story, mm-hmm. but it's like written as like a fiction book. I didn't know it was gonna be sad when I started reading it. One of my sisters recommended it. So you don't recommend it. Or you do. Well, I mean it was a good book, but it's just Well, that's what she told me. She's like, sad. Yeah, you should read it. And I'm like, will I be depressed after? She's like, probably. Like, hey, sometimes hey, you're not read it. Not gonna read. It. Honestly, a good cry. When you read fiction before bed, it's really good for your brain because your brain is like creating Create. this scenario, and like it's really good for your mental health. Apparently, that oh. totally would make sense because your mind has to work to envision. I love that. Yeah. Mm, good to know. I'm so my <laughs> mental health is doing very well. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I know. I need to get into more fiction books, honestly. I think it's cool to hear, though, because I'm all about personal development all the time, but, like, change it up. Like, I want to read some fiction, too, so it's good. I'll send you a long list, depending on what you like. (laughs) Are y'all into Colleen Hoover books? I've read quite a few of her books, but the newest one that came out did not like it at all. Like, I didn't even finish it. I started reading it, and I was like, no, thank you. What's the last thing that you guys ordered on Amazon? Thrive Cosmetics Mascara. My do you like freaking it? fave? I I like gave in to Alex Earl's lash routine on TikTok and it did not work for me. And so I'm going back to what I know to be true, which is that mascara. <laughs> which is that oh, I want to try that mascara so badly. Did you try the white eyeliner? No. Okay, it- that's what I want to try from Alex Earl. <laughs> I want to try that white eyeliner too. Something about her content is just so like addicting. Addicting. Okay, the last Amazon was it's so it was like the cheapest thing, but it was the best thing I've ever gotten ever for my hair. It was a spray bottle. <laughs> and it is a misting spray bottle for anyone who has curly hair. For me, like having curly hair, I've never really been able to 
like I would have to only wear it natural one day, but this helps me touch it up. And I'm like obsessed with it. You just put water in it. It doesn't need anything else. It's just like the way it mists your hair is like just being able to touch up your curls and you don't have to like wash your hair again. So I go like seven days. Without- I love that. <laughs> this water How long? <laughs> like seven. Before we go, tell everyone where they can find both of you guys. Yeah. Thank you for having us on. This was like a blast. I feel like yeah. I laughed so much and my like cheeks are sore from smiling. I know. <laughs> I know. It's so good. Um, you can find our podcast on Instagram at soul SDN podcast. And then um, my personal one is Avery Brookshire on Instagram as well. Yes. And then my personal one is T Colv stands for Taylor Culver. And it's T-C-U-L-B-B. And then the Soul Society is at soulsociety.co.